Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode. It's been about a year since the official pandemic started, and we're almost to the end of March, which is so hard to believe. I hope that you're finishing the first quarter strong. This is just an interesting time when some people are vaccinated, many are still waiting, people are feeling more hopeful, beginning to reconnect. I'm sure in a lot of ways, it feels like you're waking up from some kind of weird dream. I always thought it would be such a waste of time to simply go through or endure what we've experienced over the last year without pausing to reflect, looking at what you've learned, what you want to do differently going forward, and how you want to be and who you want to be. So remember, you get to decide that. And this is precisely what I encourage you to talk about with your team in some way. So in this episode, I'm offering a variety of ideas for you to consider to help supercharge your team, to help them move forward toward whatever is next for you. So I encourage you to listen to these ideas. Not all may resonate, but hopefully many will. And you can determine something that you want to do if you're not already doing it that can help you and your team really energize yourself to to jumpstart and, and move in in a direction that makes sense. As always, feel free to modify these ideas to work for you in your environment and in your industry. This is not a formulaic approach. Part of being a leader at your level is discerning what you think will work best for you and your team. What I hope will happen is that you'll take some pressure off of yourself to feel like you have to move quickly and get the team all fired up. Uh, There may be the temptation to think that you have to do that right now, but I think counterintuitively, the best way to go is to actually slow things down just a little bit right now to structure more thoughtful conversations. So first, some ideas for group conversations or team conversations, and I'm framing these up as three main action areas, review, reorient and reimagine. So I'll talk about each of those three. The review is is reviewing lessons learned. And this can be an open invitation to share whatever learnings your team members have experienced, whatever they want to share, you might want to start with a question like, what's something valuable that you learned through the pandemic, they get to set the context. They might be lessons about themselves, their customers, team members, life, work, Just throw it open for a a good discussion about valuable lessons that have been learned. And then to go deeper, build on that and ask, how do you think you'll apply that lesson going forward? You know, in my own case, I learned the importance of connecting leaders with each other during the pandemic Um, and not in my usual ways of the peer groups that I've been running for many years. I did something a little bit different. And I learned the importance of not overthinking things, trusting my instincts, and becoming more invitational. So during the pandemic, I offered some invite-only private executive group sessions where I brought in guest experts. And then most recently, I launched My Friday Focus. There's still time to jump in, by the way, if you haven't heard of My Friday Focus. It's just an experience that I've created for leaders that want to get together at the end of the week to end their week on a high note, connect with some other leaders from outside their industry, and get a focus for the week ahead. 
So um, we'll be wrapping that up at the end of March. I'm doing this every Friday in March. So go to myfridayfocus.com if you have an interest and want to join us. We'd love to see you there. Myfridayfocus.com. So that's just an example of, of something that I've been doing. How about you? What have you learned? What has your team learned? Maybe it's that you can connect with your prospects, your customers, your patients, or your stakeholders or board members in new ways. Reflect on what worked. Reflect on what helped you get through it best together. Maybe it was just simply having an open attitude, but have some conversation around that. And then finally, what could have worked better? Notice the phrasing of that question. I'm not saying where did we fail or what went wrong. I like the question, what could have worked better? Maybe you all could have done a better job of asking for help from each other, or maybe you could have done a better job at making decisions more quickly. I don't know. These are just examples to get you started. So scheduling some kind of team review session might be one action item for you. The second one is reorient. Reorient your team around where they are together now. You know, things have shifted so much, uh, probably in your organization or company, uh, maybe some roles have shifted or changed and people have changed. As we're re-emerging now, it's easy to feel disoriented. So the reorientation process is important to make sure that everyone understands here's where we are now, acknowledge what they may be thinking or feeling. It's a really important step in the process. Don't just assume that everyone's on the same page. Some possible agenda items to include in your reorientation might be a review of processes if those have changed. Maybe safety issues, of course, should be number one. How you're using space, um, what expectations are with regard to the work schedule, maybe what the reporting structure looks like if that's changed. Also, how decisions are being made. You know, I've talked to a lot of leaders And they note that the decision regarding budgets has changed and there's a different process that they need to go through as an example. Making sure that everyone understands kind of where you are now, what that picture looks like, and that it's really clear is an important step to take given where you are right now. And then finally, reimagine. Reimagine what's possible. Talk about what new possibilities might exist. You know, imagination is more important than knowledge, a lot of people say. So um, I'm guessing you may be thinking, I really don't know what's next. How do we even talk about that? But there are ways that you can anticipate that. And I'll, I'll actually be bringing in a well-known guest expert soon to dive deeper on that topic. For now, just understand the importance of engaging multiple stakeholders in the process, make it inclusive, engage leaders at all levels, uh, staff, people in different areas of the organization, and perhaps even those that you serve. I really can't emphasize enough the importance of trying to make this a broader conversation with people who are creating the new future and those who will be impacted by it as well. People want to know that they're part of something important and that their ideas matter. So talk about some new things that you might want to reimagine. It could be what the new culture might look like that you want to create or what the new vision might look like, how you see yourselves working differently with each other and with those that you serve going forward. And I'm working with some of you already, I know, in this area, helping you reimagine new possibilities for the future. And you're doing a great job with that. And there are others of you who may not have taken the step to really look at what the future could look like, uh, like you're, you're viewing it through a different lens, you know, thinking through some of the specifics, how you'll handle conflicts, 
going forward? How might you share information? Those kinds of things. Um, And so it's perfectly okay and understandable that you may have been firefighting or just trying to, to gain some stability during these times. But when you can, I encourage you to refocus your team on what's possible in the future. All right, so up to this point, I've given suggestions on what you might do in a small group setting or team setting, but there's a lot that you can do one-on-one as well. You know, research is showing that the detrimental impact of the pandemic on mental health, and that's an area that I'm especially interested in. You see the the rising rates of anxiety and depression. People are tired, kind of zombie-like. Um, I saw recently that divorce separation is on the rise, grief, you know, people are still um, in grief when they've lost loved ones, or they've lost a job. So I think it's helpful to check in individually to just keep your radar tuned to individuals that might need a little extra support. And as I always say, you don't need to be a therapist, but you do need to show that you care, sharing observations that you're seeing and what the impact of that is on the business. The human side of leadership is actually one of the benefits of the pandemic. I think people are more human. So don't be surprised to see some people engaging differently compared to what you were used to seeing before the pandemic. People's styles are changing. Um, you know, I just uh, heard an interesting conversation about that, how even some of the assessments that people have taken in the past may not be the same. You may not get the same results given what they've been through. You know, I've, I've used assessment tools for many years, and I often say if there's a person who's been through some kind of trauma or really difficult experience, it could be um, the death of a loved one or divorce or um, just a really difficult time, it can alter the results of the assessment. You see a person that kind of shows up as someone that they're not ordinarily. And given what we've all been through collectively, it's more reason to take a fresh look at where your team is now and to get a pulse on them. So assessments can be useful in that process. Of course, I'd be happy to speak with with you if you have an interest in learning more about that. Talk to people about what they can reasonably commit to so that they don't feel like they're overwhelmed. Help them focus. You know, ask them what the one thing that you need to accomplish this week. A few keys to keep in mind as you're working with your team. Let them know that you're figuring things out, that you're trying new things, that you're testing out ideas, and that you'll be taking action even if everything isn't completely figured out. You know, today's times are calling for speed, smart speed. I'm not saying to just throw caution to the wind. So those are some things to think about when you're in your conversations one-on-one. And finally, last but not least, is to supercharge yourself. You know, I think it's impossible to supercharge others when you're not in that state yourself. So know what that means for you, taking care of yourself, your own mental, physical, emotional well-being. Do things that energize you. Will you be in that state all the time? No, but don't worry about it. Just be aware that the better you feel, the better you'll be at supporting others. And you're, you're like a charger for batteries, so you've got to stay powered, <laughs> as powered as you can possibly be. Have the kinds of conversations that you need to have when you feel like you're at your best. Don't make this a, a check-the-box exercise. So that's a lot, but just to recap the main ideas for today, supercharge your team by engaging in the three ways that I suggested, review lessons learned, reorient your team around what's happening now, and reimagine what new possibilities might look like in the future. Be sure to focus on the team as a whole, on individual team members, and on yourself. Supercharging doesn't require motivational speeches and a lot of hoopla. 
It just requires having conversations that give people clarity, understanding, and hope for the future, whatever the future brings. Oh, and one last thought, the ultimate fuel for supercharging is appreciation. I mention it in so many episodes, but it's just worth reminding you that the more you can express gratitude and appreciation for your team, the more motivated they'll be to really do uh, the work that you need them to do in the way that you need to do it to help you move forward. I'll include a link in the show notes to one of the previous episodes called The Power of Appreciation that might be of interest to you in case you missed that since that's sort of related to the conversation today, um, as well as some other previous episodes. So let me know how you're doing. I would love to know. Um, Be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit and leave a review. I would really appreciate any reviews. It helps other people who might land on the podcast understand what it's about. Keep following the podcast. I'm excited about having some special guest episodes coming up. They're around the corner, and it's always nice to have conversations with other people who bring their unique perspective and value to the conversation. So I hope you have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you and that energizes you so that you can supercharge others. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Mm